and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one rightful page of Talmud every day. And today, the page asks a question that's one of the hard ones. Do you get to keep what you steal? Rabbah said that Rabbi Chia said and Rabbi Yosef said that Rabbi Oshaya said the halacha of stealing. I love that sound, the halacha of stealing. It's a great name for a band applies to Shabbat domains, and the ruin must be returned to its owner. And the rabbi is going on to explain, if a person's house adjoins the ruin of another, and he observes that the ruin has been left deserted by its owner, if that person uses the ruin during the week on Shabbat, he may treat it as though it were his own by carrying objects from his own house into the ruin and vice versa. From here, say the rabbis, we can infer that a stolen place is acquired for the purpose of Shabbat domains. Although it does not belong to the person for other purposes, does that then mean that you basically get to keep it if you successfully stole it? And to help us answer this question, I have the absolute pleasure of welcoming artist, writer, illustrator, thinker, all the way out of Pittsburgh, PA, Ben Schachter. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am very well. Before we even get to this incredible page and and the question at heart, I want to talk about your latest book, which excites me like very few projects that have come out recently do. It is called Achanai's Pizza. Please tell us about it. It is based on one of, if not the most famous stories in this year Talmud. That's right. Achanai Pizza is based on the Talmudic debate between Rabbi Eliezer and the sages about a particular oven, whether or not it can ever be ritually soiled. I take this story where Eliezer defends himself and calls to heaven and heaven says he is right. And all the other sages say, no, we don't agree because the majority rules. I take this story and I set it in Pittsburgh. And the debate begins over the best pizza in the city. It continues into the best sports team. And then they also discuss the oven. And eventually things go horribly wrong. As they will, just out of curiosity, the best pizza place in Pittsburgh would be... Well, it depends on what side of the street you live on, of course. <laughs> there are several to choose from. And if we ask you, you, you would rabbinically say? Rabbinically, I would say uh, Milky Way. Otherwise, there are a few that have wonderfully crusted, fire-roasted pizzas as well. Milky Way sounds fantastic. And from that conversation, and I can't wait to read the book, and of course, we'll have you back in about three years or four when <laughs> we get to this, uh, to this great, great story. But I need your help deciphering today's conundrum. So which is it? Do we get to keep what we steal? Well, another way to think about the problem is, can we benefit from what we steal or must we stop benefiting from something? And when you pose this question, I was thinking about all the different ways things are stolen today, not just taking it now, but let's say non-compete clauses of changing my job and moving an idea to a new company or open source software. Do I steal something that's freely given? Do I steal something that has a copyright? How do I return such a thing? And so what would today's stuff inspire us to do? How should we go ahead and, and think about these questions that you're right are, are growing more and more complicated as more and more of us make a living in or depend on the sort of realm of, of intellectual production and ideas and software and things like that become more and more prevalent. How do we think about benefiting from things, owning things, rightfully paying for things that are not necessarily tangible? It often depends on where we are and what material we're using. In the story of the ruin, I like to visualize, this, let's say we're in a place that has um, 
urban neglect and I just walk through a property because it's there. In that case, it seems like the benefit can be stopped. But once I take an idea from someone that's trademarked or it's software, I can't really give it back. It's a little bit more like gossip where once I have it, I have it. And once I use it, it's dispersed. So if we think about stealing that way, the answers change. I can't gossip. I shouldn't share an idea that I borrowed from someone else or I heard over the fence. But if it's something that I can return, well, I guess I own it while I have it. But if I have benefit from it, I should return it. This question seems to be particularly prevalent to people uh, like you, like me, who make their living, uh, you know, writing, drawing, illustrating because, you know, so much of what we do is is sort of out there, readily available, and sometimes can invite people to sort of use it, replicate it, remix it. Uh, this is one reason why we have had efforts like uh, the Creative Commons uh, initiative to, to sort of come up with a, a new definition of how content may or may not be shared uh, online, depending on whether you intend to profit from it or not, and what the purpose you're using it for may be. So do you have any ideas of how we may go about and kind of completely radically rethink copyright, especially, again, coming from a perspective of an artist, in a way that both allows the ideas to disseminate freely, but also allows artists like yourself to benefit and be compensated for their work. It's a very complicated realm of thought. I have a feeling that the Creative Commons desire that the option is, please give me credit for this thing that you're borrowing. That feels like a sense of unease about just giving everything away. That even in our tradition, we say we should quote where it comes from and then maintain the line. And in traditional research, true, you're supposed to do that too. But the artist who integrates and reforms and then creates a new synthesis, shouldn't that be left alone? I think so. And I say that as an artist, and so maybe I'm privileging that idea highly. But if it's something that's just taken and then repackaged and sent out again, shouldn't that be credited with the original designer? I would say, yeah. And as always, we have the Talmud to thank for instigating such beautiful, difficult, ultimately unanswerable questions. Ben Schachter, thank you so much for being our guest today. Thanks for having me. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.